Welcome to the GFN Philly 215 Questions Podcast, where two guys ask what the one thing is for five different questions to a GFN Philly member. The two guys asking the questions are Bellinar and myself, Jim Murphy. Hey, Bellin, how's it going? Hey, Jimmy. We're pleased to welcome our guest, Dan Mahoney, Managing Director with TrueSight. Hey, Dan, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Glad to be here. All right, Dan, this isn't your first rodeo. As you know, we have five questions, so let's start with question one. What's the one thing from your story that's important for people to know? Yeah, I actually had to think about this one a bit. My dad actually fought in World War II, and I'm a product of a second marriage, but one of the things that he recommended growing up through high school, college, and getting into the working world is just always make sure that you ask for what you want. And it sounds like a simple thing, but people might pull back and be feared that they're too aggressive or say something offensive, but people also can't read minds, at least not yet. So long as you're willing to speak up, you might realize a little bit more uh, you know, success than you might otherwise have. It's a fantastic piece of advice and one that particularly as someone that has spent most of their adult life in business development, we constantly say, you're never going to get what you don't ask for. So you have to have that conversation with folks and it's better. People are so scared of saying something that's going to offend folks when in fact you leave so much on the table because you're worried about being uncomfortable less than it's going to actually ruin that relation. One of my favorite books on negotiating, and I think I've quoted on here before, is Getting More by Stuart Diamond. And it's so much about what you're just saying right there. He goes, practice constantly. Always ask for a little bit more. Ask for the free soda. Ask for the free upgrade. My wife always, much to her chagrin, every time we check into a hotel, I'm always like, is there a slightly nicer room available? And sometimes we get it. Sometimes we get the free uh, upgraded car. Ask and you shall receive. Amen. Question number two, what's the one inspirational quote that you would share with the listeners? I actually thought long and hard about this one because it seems like such a high pressure question of delivering this, you know, golden nugget of influence to the masses. I try to be a reader and read a variety of things. There was a couple of things that stuck out to me that I found critical importance for people today. And the two people in question are Ray Dalio, the head of Bridgewater, and Jordan Peterson. Might be familiar to the fans, if not, definitely look them up. Ray Dalio, through his book Principles, among other interviews and things that he's conducted, often mentions to seek out thoughtful disagreement. And so his standpoint is almost a white belt mentality of assume you don't know everything and to find intelligent, you know, respectful people that have the opposite side of an opinion to something that you have and try to best understand where they're coming from. And so you can call it challenging status quo, you can call it whatever you want, but I think periodically challenging your own beliefs in that standpoint to make sure you have a balanced approach to things will serve you well. Jordan Peterson, on the other hand, it's a similar topic here, but a different take in that his quote is intolerance of others' views is not simply wrong, it can be dangerous. It's kind of two approaches to the same topic, to be willing to hear other people out and be genuine about it to the instance that you can actually learn something new and actually maybe change your opinion for the better if you learn more information. But I think the key for both is to make sure that you're always kind of grading the quality of the source of that information and where they're coming from before just adopting it as the new standard. I think that I'm going to have Jimmy edit off the first part of this where you said I did a lot of research and we're just going to let you flow right into it because that was a phenomenal answer. And I think it's also okay. particularly timely because yeah. it is impossible almost to find that discourse that is so necessary to forward human society, right? If we're all agreeing, even Frank Arcara mentioned on the, the podcast we did last week, what was it? The team of rivals. That's what drove all of the incredible success. That was a yeah. huge reason that we have a United States of America. Yeah. Now, what comes to mind is empathy for me. I think both of your quotes really tie back to empathizing with how other people think. Saying, oh, okay, well, let me see it from your perspective. Even tying back into Bowen's book, you know, getting more with Stuart Diamond. I mean, that's all it was about, right? His first comment was about getting into an altercation with a cab driver. Say, hey, well, you know what? A cab driver's in the car 18 plus hours a day. Maybe they know the roads a little bit better than you do when you're just commuting to and from work. 
Question number three, the ever-popular rapid fire. Five Ready. questions. Let's start with the first one. What's your one book? I don't have one for any of these guys, but a couple of books are recent. I, I was recommended by a good friend of mine to not read anything written in the last century or so. Just go back to some historical writings. And this goes back a couple hundred years. Recent book I finished is The Right to Man by Thomas Paine. I'd be remiss not to mention my favorite book I read last year is Hey Dink by Matt Taibbi. He's a former uh, Rolling Stone writer, currently has his own Substack. He kind of cuts to the core of how the media landscape has changed in the last couple of decades as someone who's been on the inside of it. Last one is a book by uh, Greg Lukanoff and Jonathan Haidt called The Coddling of the American Mind. What's your one album? If I had to pick just one, it's Led Zeppelin IV, ultimate classic of all time, uh, great driving music. Home Gym, You Need a Little Energy, and I really latched onto a band In Flames. It's a heavier metal group. And for background, I actually grew up around a lot of jazz music with my younger brother going to UArts and performing around the Philly area. So that's just good background over dinner or something else. Keep it classy. Just, just your classic mix of heavy metal and jazz. Yep, who doesn't? <laughs> What's your one vacation destination? Again, two answers. If you're going international, uh, my wife and I spent our honeymoon in Lombardy province in Italy. Uh, Northern Italy is a fantastic and beautiful landscape there. If international is not available and you want to stay domestic, Lake Tahoe is my number one choice. What's your one TV series? Drive to Survive. It is a docuseries on Netflix coming up on their third season that goes a little behind the scenes on the Formula One calendar, getting the ins and outs of the team bosses, the race car drivers and everything else. Big racing fan, a great look inside of the sport. Highly recommended for anyone that's even moderately interested. It's a good one. What's your one movie? I asked my wife this, and her response was, well, what's a movie that I never want to watch with you? So that gives you a sense of our differing taste in, uh, in entertainment. Just recently watched John Wick 1 and 2. Highly recommended for your action. Great revenge story as well. Swingers is a classic, and Shawshank Redemption is one of those. When it's on TV, I tend to leave it on. Get busy living or get busy dying, right? There we go. <laughs> you got it. Question number four, what's the one charity or cause that you would recommend to the listeners for making your donation or learning more about? Jim and I are on the board and, and work with the Overbrook School for the Blind, a great cause with a tremendous group of people. You know, you want to talk about heart in the right place. And we have obviously have a front row seat to see how far some of those committed dollars can go. But Philly's blessed with a lot of charities as well. I'd recommend people look into some of the other local things. I used to be a member at a gym that's now called Subversus Fitness, headed by Wiley Belisek and his coaching staff. They have a program called You Lift You, like the letters U, L-I-F-T, letter U, about training and providing some life coaching skills around fitness and nutrition for people that are coming from incarceration, getting them skills to deliver right back to the community. And I saw that firsthand. And so I think the connection among Overbrook and You Lift You is seeing the direct impact of what you're doing is important to a lot of people. So I recommend checking them out. It's also hard to argue with that one. That is another fantastic charity. And I'd like to thank Dan, obviously. You know, he's one that picked up the call to, hey, anyone want to help contribute and support Everbrook School for the Blind? As many people know, my oldest daughter, Hallie, has attended there since preschool. Erica and I and our family couldn't find a better school or an environment to give to someone with a visual impairment to let them thrive. That They don't provide any barriers. We always like to say that each ceiling is a new floor for her. And so that school provides that type of environment and we couldn't be any happier. And the last question, what's your one tip for staying connected from home these days? This one might come off as a little bit silly, but we have family. Uh, my wife's sister and husband and her husband live down in uh, Virginia Beach area. And we used to have a lot of back and forth trips throughout the year. They would come visit us and we go there. One of the things that we started to gravitate to as soon as everything shut down is something we just called game night. What we would do is line up a Zoom call. You can find something online, play like a Cards Against Humanity or some other kind of game that you would normally play in person. It was a little ad hoc to start, but it just became this one thing that we had on the calendar on a weekly basis. 
again, it's kind of silly just getting together and playing some games on the internet or whatever, but it became one of those things that we still look forward to today. It's amazing and kind of scary that we've been doing it for the better part of a year. But I mean, what a great way to connect. We've opened it up to other friends and family along the way, but there's a core four of us that no matter what, every single week we're getting together. Love that. But there's comfort and rhythm, right? And if we've learned anything, that it's that the pandemic has thrown what our normal rhythms are into absolute disarray. Has there been any specific game you guys discovered is absolutely incredible to play over Zoom? <laughs> we basically have about five or six that are on rotation. And so there's like an iPhone app called Evil Apples. I don't remember all the ins and outs of all of these. I'm usually like, let them decide what we're playing and I kind of show up. There's a couple that are more trivia based, which I like, tri I like a lot of trivia Love games. It. You know, there's some kind of meme games where they give you like some cartoon pictures and you assign a caption or vice versa type of thing. So I just do some Googling out there. There's a lot of really creative platforms and they're all free, you know, that you can just line up and do either over your phone or on, on a computer. There we go. And then Jimmy and I, of course, will do a shameless plug for Cards Against Humanity again. And then as we are always <laughs> trying to get someone to sponsor this podcast. Hey, Dan. Well, thanks again for joining us here on the GFN Philly 215 Questions Podcast. Appreciate it, guys.